Control Your Money Story and Live Your Dream Life. That's what our next guest thinks. Cassie Parks is a best-selling author and retired at the age of 32. She thinks that you can control your money story and manifest your best life. Let's hear what she has to say. Episode number 108 starts now. Welcome to Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International, the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a time. Now here's your host, Jeff Bolitnikoff, with another successful woman and her unique business journey. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. I'm Jeff Blitnikoff, and we have somebody on the line. Her name is Cassie Parks. She's a best-selling author, coach, and example of living your best life. She created a passive income that allowed her to basically do what she wants in 2013, create her dreams, and create her best life. You can check her out at CassieParks.com, and that's C-A-S-S-I-E, Parks. Dot com And Cassie, I got to bring you into the conversation now. It's great to have you. Very excited to talk to you and thank you for your time today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, me as well. And, and tell me about like your story, your journey, what brought you to the place where basically you are living the laptop lifestyle? Yes. I love that laptop lifestyle. Um, well, I, I had always wanted to be a coach. I kind of came out. I thought I wanted to be a counselor, went to school for that and realized it wasn't quite what I wanted and I wanted to be a coach. And so I tried to build my business on the side and it wasn't working. And I finally realized I wasn't going to be able to work 60 hours a week and and build my business. I just didn't have the energy for it. And so I knew that I needed to, to get out. I needed to find my path or create a way out. And so for me, I leveraged mindset, money mindset. I had been working to change my beliefs about money. You know, I, I had grown up believing just you had to work really hard for money based on the amount of hours that my dad had put in. And he was successful, but I really saw this as you have to put in all these hours. And I didn't know how I was going to do that. And building my business wasn't working. Working really hard on the side wasn't working. And so I just kept leveraging my mindset and the law of attraction, and I created enough passive income from real estate investments to be able to pay my bills, which meant that I could leave my job. It wasn't the same income, but I was willing. I wanted the freedom to do what I wanted to do and to build my business, and I knew that if I left, I could do it. So I had enough money coming in each month from my investment properties that I could pay my bills, and so I left my job in late 2013 and really started just building my coaching practice. And what I realized when I came out, I had been working on my money mindset, but even though there was enough money to pay the bills, when my income went down, some stuff started happening in my head. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, you know enough to know you have to get this under control. And so I'd outlined the money manifesting program about six months before, just sort of on a whim one night, talking to a friend. I was like, oh, I could teach anyone how to manifest $300. And so as I saw my money mindset sort of in a little bit of turmoil because of the new circumstance and I wanted to get back to just where I was, I said, okay, I'm going to do this program and I'm going to write it and I will offer it to other people. And I did. And when I decided to offer it, I said, I believe enough in it that I'm just going to let people pay after. And so I released it. It was my biggest program launch ever. It had 220 people in it. And from then I just became kind of the money mindset girl 
And I've continued to teach people how to not only attract more money, but keep money. And that then evolved into creating a bigger lifestyle, generally one with more freedom. I work a lot with what I call your future self and creating that life you want five years down the road. Well, let's talk about leveraging your mindset because you've mentioned that a couple times so far. So when you are leveraging your mindset, what does that mean to you and how do you explain that to other people? Yeah, so our thoughts are powerful. Just a basic example I think a lot of people can relate to is, you know, when you get up and something happens, you know, you stub your toe and then something else happens and then you start telling yourself, like, this is a bad day, you know, it's going to be a bad day and everything keeps happening just to fill that, what's going on in your head. It's a bad day. So you keep, everything keeps happening and it becomes a bad day versus if you can let those things go, you know, maybe the first thing and like, you know, I'm going to have a good day or when you do think I'm going to have a good day and, you know, maybe you got free coffee and something else happens and then you start expecting all these other things to happen. Really, that's based on the thoughts that are going through our head because our brain is an amazing thing that takes in so, well, there's so much information available and it takes in so much information that it has to have a way to filter it. And when we, t- we tell our brain what to filter, right, we tell it what to Google for. So if we put in bad day, our brain is going to filter and show us because it doesn't have time to show us everything that's going on. It's going to show us bad day. This is bad. This is bad. This is bad. But when we put in like awesome day, and we're having thoughts about that, we're telling our brain, like, show me everything that's awesome. And all the awesome stuff comes in. And the way that I applied this to money was looking for stories um, about how money could be easier, about people who made money and didn't work 60 hours a week, about how people made money doing what they loved versus what I had seen, it both seen but also interpreted, because that's what we do. We We take things in and we don't, sometimes we check the facts as we're growing up, but often that information just sort of comes in um, that you have to work really, really hard for money. And so I just started choosing my thoughts differently. I chose like, no, money could be easier. It's going to be easier for me. And when it would come easier, whether that was getting a buy one, get one free facial or whether that was getting a bonus I wasn't supposed to get. I reminded myself, yeah, money is easy. And that's really the basics of leveraging your mindset is choosing those thoughts, who you want to be, and and giving your brain the information, like taking control of the Google in your brain and saying, look for this stuff, show me this stuff, help me be this person. Well, let's talk about like some specific steps people can take. And I imagine you coach people and all that other good stuff. But if Let's just say we had like a brief time together. And I guess in in a way we do on this podcast. So what would Mm -hmm. you say to me? I'm like, Cassie, I would love to manifest money and own my mindset and all those types of things. So what would you be saying to me? What are some action steps? So the first one I always like to give people is just right now when you're listening, intend to manifest $100 in the next seven days. And don't do anything else except for say, yep, I'm all in for that. I'm an intent, like it's intended already and just allow that to come in and then pay attention. Like, so sometimes we say that we want things and we forget to like, we were, we forget when they show up. So what I say to people is put a reminder on your phone a week from now and just so that you can remember. And when that shows up, you can celebrate it like, Oh yeah, this is working. And I've had this work time and time again. And sometimes it's a refund. Sometimes it's something else, but it's just noticing that, Hey, what I'm paying attention to, what I'm putting out there, I'm going to get back. So that would be 
one step, which is really easy. Everybody could do it right now with our listening. Would you, do you want more or is that still good for now? Oh, that's that's great. So when you're doing all this, what do you what do you say to the people that are maybe kind of naysayers about this? They say, well, yeah, it's all nice to have like a money mindset and, you know, take control of your mind and stuff like that. But you need work. And I know that you got to work 90 or 100 hours a week and all that other kind of stuff. What would you say to folks like that that are uh, maybe kind of doubting that this could actually work? I would say they're right. I would tell them, like, you're right, because if those are the thoughts that you believe, that's what has to be true. And so it's only when we're open to something else and, you know, and sometimes that process of opening takes a little while that we can see it differently, right? You can't see it differently until you see it differently. And so I would tell them that they're right. And what I would follow up with is, do you want to keep that story? Do you want that to continue to be true in your life? Or do you want to open up and look at something else? All right. So here's the thing that you're doing is is that you don't need to work, obviously. So you could go to a beach somewhere and say, hey, laptop lifestyle, off we go. But one thing you say in your bio, you are passionate about helping your clients attract more money and create the lives of their dreams. So what has made mm-hmm. you most proud about impacting the lives of others? Oh, growth. I love to witness growth and I love to see when people change when they've put in the work and they've committed and and then things click because things happen a little bit at a time and then there's like this big like oh man that was a huge change and a huge shift and so for me it's anywhere from seeing somebody be able to pay their bills easier to be more confident to manifesting acting roles to getting to live if they want the laptop lifestyle it's really about I love all like the successes, but for me, it's really about getting to witness growth. That's sort of a sacred space. Have you found, and and I'm almost guessing the answer to this is yes, but have you found that they start out wanting more money, but this impacts literally every area of their life when you are kind of done with them? Absolutely. Yeah. I have found that when you change your money story, everything changes. So when you learn to be different with money, you're different in your relationships. You're different with your body. You're different with everything. What are we doing wrong right now as far as how we think about money, how we think about our lives? I know we've talked a lot about it, but maybe you can, we've talked about kind of the mindsets you need to adopt, but Mm -hmm. what are some of the nonsense that we have to get out of our heads? What are some thoughts that I would, or that you would say have been really limiting people their whole life without them even knowing it? Mm, I think it's, Sometimes it's even the thoughts that they're not aware of. It's the, it's the behaviors that they do without thinking. So one of the money stories that I talk about that a lot of people default to if you're not consciously choosing one is survival. And those people, they do what I call hot potato money. So even when extra money comes in, they find a way to get rid of it really fast because their brain feels safe in survival. And so even more, sometimes it's the thoughts, but when we're come to really changing the stuff about money, it's also paying attention to our behaviors And what am I doing is number one. And number two, I think one of the biggest things that people do is they take on other people's beliefs about money without evaluating their own. So everything, certain things are good, certain things are bad. I should be doing this. I should be doing that without asking, like, but does that make me happy? Do I want a smaller house, but in the middle of a downtown 
right? Like, but sometimes we grew up thinking like, oh, I got to have a bigger house or it's someone else's belief that the house should be bigger versus loving where you live. So I think both checking in with behaviors helps us check in with our thoughts and then checking whose story are we living? Like, is this our definition of success with money or is it someone else's? So would you say that you bring your personal story and talking about your dad, who, as you said at the beginning of the interview, was very successful, but you saw him work a lot of hours and you had equated, mm-hmm. okay, success equals lots of hours worked and you had to kind of reprogram yourself. So is that something that you mm-hmm. bring out to people when you're coaching them? The reprogramming part? Yeah, the reprogramming as far as like saying, hey, you know what, I... I don't have to work X number of hours to be successful. And that was something that you had to, that was something that you had to kind of like take out of your brain, as you had said. And so Mm -hmm. is that something that you kind of, you relate personal stories to your clients as you're talking to them and coaching them? Absolutely. Because our, our brains shift easier with story and personal stories. So I weave a lot of story, especially into my, like when you get started in the intro, because if we can see a story where money is different, let's say when we're using the money is hard versus money is easy. When we use a story about money being easy and we tell that story, our brain is taking in that information without us saying money can be easy, money can be easy, money can be easy. It's sort of a sneaky way to get it in there. And so I do use lots of stories to bring out and to just show that it can be different. Well, we're going to suggest, of course, is the first resource is CassieParks.com, C-A-S-S-I-E, Parks.com. But what are some other resources that you might want to bring out to our listeners? Um, They could go to IdentifyYourMoneyStory.com, and that's totally free. You don't even have to put in your email address. And you can look at the money stories that I've identified because when you start to see the money stories, it's easier to see those behaviors that I talked about. You start to see like, oh, yeah, I do that. I got $10 and I had to go spend it right away. Or I do get $300 like shows up, but then my breaks break right away. And you can start to see yourself in those stories and start to bring awareness, which is the first step to seeing those thoughts and those behaviors and how to change them. It's really amazing because I hadn't thought about that really, but it's like our brain is really going to relate the stories that we tell it, and you'd said it earlier, if you're having a bad day and you say, well, I'm just going to have a bad day, this is a terrible day, then probably self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Absolutely, yeah. Well, I'm going to give you the floor at the end here, and we've got plenty of time for you to address the audience with whatever you'd like to talk to them about, your chance to take out the podcast and close it in any way that you see fit. So, Cassie, let me pass the mic over to you and give you the floor. Awesome. Well, I think I will talk a little bit about stories. I talk a lot about story because, as you mentioned, it's that story that we tell ourselves is the story that gets played out. So I have a saying that is the story that we tell today is the life that we live tomorrow. And if we want to change the life tomorrow, we have to tell a different story today. And one of the ways I mentioned the money story, so I just love to give your listeners just a little hint of those. There's the survival story. That means, you know, there's never enough money, right? It doesn't matter how much money comes in. There's never enough. And it's a very stressful story. Um, It's similar to the story of just enough, but just enough is less stressful because everything always works out. There's just not, you don't get to save for those big things. So like I mentioned, you know, $300 extra might show up, but you know, your brakes are going to break down. And so that $300 isn't getting to go for that dream. It's less stressful because there's always enough, but there's just enough. 
There's the money chaser, which is one of my former stories. That's a person who has probably been in more than one MLM, maybe like three. You're always chasing that idea. If your family is tired of hearing your money-making ideas, you're likely a money chaser. And there is hot mess, which was actually named by people I interviewed about this. And it's really money's never been an issue for you. It comes, it goes. But all of a sudden you wake up one day and you go, I should have more to show for the money that I've made in my life. And you just start to kind of question and go, okay, the choices I have made made me more or less happy. And, and how can I fix that? And then there's the hold tight. And this is the person who's willing to sleep on the floor for six months waiting on a mattress sale or they're willing to drive across town and spend more money to get gas because they want that deal. You know, they want that 15 cents off versus saving the time and the energy and probably the same amount of money as if they would have got the gas closer to the house. So those are just little intros. And if you recognize yourself in those, most people go, oh, that's me right away. And so what you want to do is just start to pay attention to how is that playing out in your life and is that what you want? And if it's not what you want, you don't have to fix it in the moment. You can just say, all right, I'm going to stop telling that story because it's as powerful to stop telling a story as it is to tell a new story. I call it starving the old story. Once you starve it, you don't, you stop giving it energy to be written tomorrow and the next day and the next day. It's, it just starts. It, it ceases to exist. And then you can start writing a new powerful story, however you want to talk about money and be with money. And you can do that every day for free and just start paying attention to your thoughts and the stories that are running through your head and ask yourself, is this the story I want to be living tomorrow? Well, I love that. And that's a perfect way to end this podcast because the story you tell yourself today is the reality you're going to be living tomorrow. I know I'm paraphrasing a little mm-hmm. bit there, but uh, I got the idea. I love, I love it. And uh, Cassie Parks, thanks for spending time with us this week on the podcast and enlightening us. Thank you so much. On the next episode of Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, we feature Shannon Lore, who has worked with over 200 entrepreneurs in the sustainable fashion space. And her work with entrepreneurs has taught her that perfection is the enemy of progress. Just start, even if it's imperfect. Plus, you'll learn about crowdfunding and more in this talk. Here's a bit from Shannon. Yeah, it's hard. It's definitely, I've been doing this since 2014, and I often feel like part consultant, part therapist, um, because there, there is so much of that mental block that, that happens within us, and everyone's different. I have some entrepreneurs who have no problem with the mental stuff. They're just go, go, go. Tell me what to do, Shannon. I'll do it, and it's, you know, it's done. And then others just tend to get stuck in their own, you know, get in their own way and get stuck. And and that can go back to so many other, I'm not a psychologist, so I'm not going to even try to guess, but that can go back to so many other things. And so really, it's kind of like I become a broken record, but it's this constant encouragement and support of you can do this. So your promotion of this podcast does not have to be perfect. In fact, it can be quite imperfect. All you have to do is, and I'm sure what you're going to do is going to be absolutely perfect, but all you have to do is leave us a rating and review on your preferred podcasting service, and then share the episodes that resonate with you to your network. If you do those two things, it would be really helpful to help this podcast grow. Thanks very much for your help in advance, and we'll see you next week.